Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Edder, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we're chatting all things news and notes. So before we get into everything, quick reminder to go ahead and leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third to get exclusive NWSL content and more previews, recaps, interviews, all right here on A3. Lisa, I've missed you, bud. How you doing? I know. I've missed you, too. Uh, it's good to have you back. You you deserve, you had some well-deserved R&R. Um, I'm good. I mean, it's a good time of year. We got MLS happening. We got NWSL around the corner. Oh, yeah. um, it's obviously, March Madness happening right now, which I'm pretty excited about. But um, it's good to be back. I'm really excited to talk about all the news, honestly, that has been happening and going on. We have a lot to break down. We got a hefty rundown today. And as always, you and I never talk about it before. We, we <laughs> talk about the topics, but I don't get your hot takes. I don't give you my takes either on any of the yep. news. So that's, it's all very live. It's all live here on Attacking Third. So I'm excited to hear what your thoughts on, on a lot of things. Um, how you doing? Welcome home. Thanks. I'm doing, I'm doing great. It was great to hit up a beach real quick before the regular season really gets underway. We're 10 days out officially as of our recording this episode. So I'm very excited as the days go by, we're just ticking them off. Uh, but you know, even though you're on vacation, you sort of, you try to check in every now and then. And, and it just, of course, like you go away for a little bit and naturally everything happens when, when you leave. So it was cool to see all different sorts of, um, you know, different bits of news dropping along the way. But I also love like kind of checking in on you. I saw that you were doing some cool stuff with the Big East and in, uh, in light of March Madness. 
Yeah, it's March, Sandra. It is postseason for basketball right now. It is a beautiful time. Obviously, Marquette, my Golden Eagles, for those that don't know and haven't heard me proclaim about them a million times uh, throughout the two years of doing the show, I went to Marquette. I'm a big Golden Eagles fan, men's and women's basketball. But the best part of March is, of course, the basketball. You can watch it on CBS Sports all the next three weeks long, uh, but it's also the bracket time, which is amazing. So make sure everyone gets in their brackets right now on the CBS Sports app. You can play in the men's bracket. There's also a women's pool. You can play with friends. You can join our challenge. Sandra and I have one uh, for a chance to win a new car and trips to the 2024 Final four in that final four, you're probably going to see Marquette men. Just saying, putting that out there. Um, so get the CBS Sports app or visit cbssports.com slash play. Start filling out your brackets. There's no purchase necessary. See terms and rules for details. But the best part is that attacking third right here, we are doing a women's tournament bracket with the show. I've filled out my bracket. Sandra's filled out hers. Come compete against Sandra and myself. Link is in the bio of this YouTube episode of the podcast episode. Join our bracket. The, the market women are also in the women's bracket. Um, but South Carolina, a bit of a powerhouse there. UConn also in the Big East, a bit of a powerhouse in the in the women's game for years. But are they on the decline this year? Could this be the first year in like X amount of years that UConn Huskies women haven't made the final four? Perhaps Marquette pushes them out. Um, clearly, everyone knows where I'm leaning and who I want to win on either side. Go Marquette. But yeah, fill out your brackets. It's such a fun time of year. <laughs> I love that we're doing this again. Um, I remember when we were getting folks involved in uh, March Madness last year with uh, with with A3 and I'm excited to see mm-hmm. um, and play like with with other with other folks who want to link up and join up uh, with March Madness. If you're not someone who's really super into to college basketball, this is like the best time. To, to oh get into God, it, it's the most. It's, it's one of the most fun times of, of the year. You don't even have to be knowledgeable at yeah. about anything to fill out the bracket. Pick your favorite color or your favorite mascot. Sometimes people I do. do yeah, yeah, people do that all the time. They're like, oh, the so and so mascot, going with that team. Oh, I like this color uniform. It's and believe it or not, sometimes that's also the the way to success. So make sure you join on up. I, I want to see those brackets. Uh, let's keep it going with some CBS related news. Right, we're talking March Madness a little bit. Let's pivot a little bit. Back Back to soccer, though, we're really, really excited to share this news with everyone. We are talking about the Golasso Network. We're launching the CBS Sports Golasso Network, a first of its kind, 24-7, round-the-clock, soccer-focused network. It's going to feature a weekday morning show, news, live matches, highlights, and so much more for free keywords there for you all so make sure you tune in on april 11th and uh attacking third is gonna have a little bit of a place on the golasso network and we're very very excited for that Uh, we are so excited yeah it's launching april 11th it's been a lot of hard work to all the great people at cbs behind the scenes of of basically giving football fans uh, soccer fans a place where they can consume all of this content that they haven't been able to before. So you can wake up and there's going to be a show called Morning Footy. It's a two-hour morning show talking all about um, world football at, from the Champions League to Serie A to NWSL and the international game. That 
that'll be Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. There will also be live games on the Galazzo Network, re-airs of instant classics, podcasts, like Attacking Third, maybe some of our men's shows as well, and Soccer We Trust with Jimmy Conrad, Heath Pierce, Charlie Davies, the boys, um, documentaries from stories from the beautiful game. There's live studio programming. There's so much happening on Galazzo Network. Um, Yeah, and, and Attacking Third, Sandra and I, we will be a part of it as well, bringing you info on the women's game uh, because it's the Women's World Cup this summer. So there's a lot of moving parts, but this network launches April 11th on the CBS Sports app, Pluto TV, and of course, Paramount Plus, where you can watch and stream for free. It's it's very cool. It is very cool that CBS is doing this. There's a lot of people hype about it, as they should be. And we mentioned that it's that it's for free. You can get access to all of this. Free. All this content, all this soccer content for uh for free. On on different, I think I like that it's on different areas as well. Like a lot of folks out there who tune in to to A3 and, and and keep up with with us and our work might already have something like CBS Sports app, you know, mm-hmm. or Paramount Plus. Uh, but you know, the fact that it's also being offered on Pluto TV, I think is very, very cool. Um, and we're just excited to play a play a role in it. This has been yeah. a, a very uh, long process, an ongoing process. There's been some very, very hard work behind the scenes. So shout out to everybody who has been putting in so much of their efforts into getting this off the ground. Got to give a big shout out uh, to Mike, of course, uh, you know, this is a wonderful project that we're just really excited to also be included in and be a part of. So, uh, yeah, make sure you you have those saved. If you don't have those apps already saved, make sure you got them saved on your phone uh, because we're going to be doing some special stuff. Uh, yeah. April 11th is when it uh, launches. So make sure you the all only place that you'll be able to wake up and just like watch soccer all day long soccer news everything they'll they'll be doing breaking news as well so if they're re-airing a game or um a a podcast and something breaks they're going to cut to that and and be able to talk about it there's a that doesn't exist right now in the world so that's it's very cool Uh, there's this is a very big thing for the world of football and, and soccer um and the fact that it's launching now and attacking there gets to be part of it it's it's so soon april 11th is very soon for this launch i'm jazzed about it yeah, we're we're here to to obviously promote it and uh, be excited about it. So, uh, if anything, if we have new updates around it or content that we're going to have specifically for uh, the network, uh, of course, you can hear it from me and Lisa right here on the pod. Uh, oh, yeah. But let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's talk about some more news across uh, across the soccer landscape with NWSL, of course. And uh, the first bit of uh, news that we want to react to, finally together in each other's presence, is uh, it's official. The Utah Royals will return to the NWSL in 2024. They are slated to be the league's 13th team. And I feel like we've been chatting about expansion for quite some time. Uh, There have already been previous reports pointing to this direction. Shout out to our friend and colleague, Jeff Kasouf, uh, talking about Utah Royals and confirming that among sources. But now it's officially launched. We saw uh, the league make the announcements, uh, the Utah Royals on their social channels. They've dusted those off and have resurrected the channels and the handles and have kind of reintroduced themselves. They, they said, Hey, not only are we back, but here's an updated uh, brand and logo. Uh, and it's very exciting uh, to, to see another uh, team get added to, to the league. 
Yeah, this is massive. I mean, this is a um, NWSL club that was part of the league from 2018 to 2020. Um, they did participate in the Challenge Cup. And then after that, they they were no longer in this league. So now as they join, they will become the 13th team in the league Um which is really cool that it not only is the league talking about growth and how they can expand and there's hundreds of clubs putting in bids to want to be part of it. But the fact that um, Utah is going to join, we have a date 2024, they will be the 13th club. That's awesome. Um, This is hopefully going to be, it's almost like the, a resurgence of the old club while also like forming their own path. And I think that's, important to kind of make that distinction yes that it's going to be same name like same facilities that they're that they played at before because they're already part of that structure and that's honestly something that the league looks at right if if all those bids that come in to join the league where are these teams going to play do they have investors is there a fan base there and the fact that it already existed in utah uh, with the royals is a a really good place to start over again Um, but it's i mean the growth of this league is fantastic but i'm just gonna say we're getting a lot of teams on the west coast we're really we're really getting a lot of teams on the west coast what's up with this east coast side where are you I love it. Just say it. Just say it, Lisa. You want a Philly, Philly team. team. I want a Philly team. I can't sugarcoat it anymore. This is great for Utah. You know, I'm so happy for them. Really, I am. I'm not trying to be sarcastic at all. Happy for the like. I need some Philly. more. Can we get a Philly team? Come on. Need some, need some more East Coast love. Hey, I'm listen. I, I'm all about Midwest supremacy. You want to talk about Philly? I, w- I want more Midwest teams. You want? We can see- use more with Midwest teams as well. If you look at like the map of. Yeah. The United States, right? Like the West Coast is just dominant. You got OL Rain, Portland, yeah. uh, of course, San Diego and LA, potentially San Francisco, Bay. The Bay Area. They just yeah. got Utah. Midwest yep. is pretty light. You yeah. Kansas City, Louisville. I'm going to throw Louisville in there. Chicago. Yes. That's about it. I guess. I guess. I'm trying to just cling to anything here. <laughs> We're just. <laughs> Throwing Louisville in the mix on purpose, I guess. I don't know. But it was cool to see this news Mm -hmm. uh, drop. Um, And that means an expansion draft. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's The the league has has said that they are aiming for two teams in 2024. So there's yet to be an announcement on a potential second team, although there are markets that, you know, have been narrowed down. Um but I think if you're if you're Utah and you already sort of had um, you already had some some things in place in order to, to have a path back to the NWSL, you absolutely take advantage of that just because of how the league's growth over the last few years. Um, if anyone's been paying attention to it, I think if you're looking at some of the news around expansion clubs and that price tag to yeah. get into the league is very very, very hefty. So the fact that there was a $2 million to $5 million range for Utah Royals, I think you hear a lot. We've heard a lot from the, the new ownership group that it was just always a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Utah Royals could have had a path back to the NWSL, I think initially was as early as 2023. Mm-hmm. But with everything, with all the the cards that are on the table, it's going to be in in, in twenty twenty four. So, it's 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 very cool and uh, to see not only a return, but it's it's also sort of it it's really cool to see how they have launched this rebrand 
because it's not just this logo. It's not just the the imaging around the team. We're we're hearing, I think, a different kind of narrative around this Utah Royal side that maybe didn't exist in their previous ownership. Yeah. Delo Hansen was was ousted as part of the Utah soccer group um, post Challenge Cup during 2020 um, reports of, of racist remarks and toxic workplace environments. And ultimately MLS got involved uh, and real Salt Lake, Utah Royals, youth academies, all the all properties under this previous mm-hmm. ownership group. Right. Um, and there was a real question mark about what was going to happen with the Royals. And that was ultimately their path back that while there was a search for new ownership, primarily on the MLS side of things. It's like, what's going to happen with this NWSL side? And in came Kansas City Currents. Yeah, I was going to say, that's when Chris and Angie Long got involved. And they actually bought the Royals from Utah and moved that franchise to Kansas City. And and it became an expansion club. Yeah, so they they labeled it as an expansion side. But I think, you know, it's it's cool. It's interesting to note that you have what's considered your more like traditional expansion size, which is here's a new city with a new bid and they're awarded an expansion franchise. And then in the NWSL, unfortunately, there's a, there is a history of, of uh, expansion absorption. And that's sort of what ca- happened with, with the Royals in, in Kansas city. So part of that was in the midnight hour with the longs coming in to, to say, yes, we would, we, this is the path in to expand. We're ready. We want to, we want to get going. Uh, that meant that all of the branding, all of the trademark, all of that would still be within that Utah like holdings group, like LLC essentially for whichever new ownership group came in to Utah. And so when Blitzer and company came into Utah, to go ahead and, and say, yes, we are going to make be the new owners of Real Salt Lake and, and including the academies. And that will someday include the return of the Utah Royals. It's sort of have, it, I think everyone has sort of had their eyes on Utah ever, ever since this new ownership came in. So to sort of, sort of hear some of their, um, their new ideas um, and what is, what they want to do with this club moving forward, they want to make sure that it's a place where players want to come and play. They want to, uh, you know, have great scenes and great environments and great atmosphere for the fans out there. Because at one point there were always tons of fans at, uh, at uh, real Tinto stadium where they formerly played. Um, so I, I think they're eager to sort of make that, that return with some new updated, you know, perspectives yeah. um, moving forward. So. And Michelle Hynek being chosen as the team president who who has been part of the Real Salt Lake MLS side of it. Um, but she's a, a businesswoman essentially that played soccer, played at Harvard, yeah. um, and now is team president. But another female in the higher ranks of these NWSL clubs, which is also good to see, right? Making sure that everyone's vetted correctly and and things like that. There's a lot that goes into it, but um, I think you're exactly right. The foundation was already there for this club to come in. Um, It was just a matter of when and what time. And now we have a timeline 2024, um, but which means that in, after this NWSL season, right, we get a a draft, a college draft, we get an 
expansion draft and potentially another team joining in 2024. But, you know, only time will tell. Yep. For now, we're just happy about Utah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on what that means for uh, Utah and the expansion draft. In the meantime, teams are still sort of fleshing out their rosters ahead of this regular season coming up on March 25th. North Carolina Courage signing all four of their draft picks. I believe they might be the only team yeah. to have done that so far. Unfortunately, uh, there's there's been a, a few draft picks uh, from some teams that have been waived already because some clubs have to narrow down their rosters uh, to a certain number before the regular season kicks off. But uh, the current said, we're rolling. And all four of their draft picks came in the first round. Yeah. Remember? I mean, we've talked about this. We did our draft recap live in Philly, but Olivia Wingate, Sydney Collins, Clara Robbins, Haley Hopkins, um, all first round picks for the courage, all signing three year contracts with the yeah. club through 2025 season. So um, that's a pretty big deal because it's very hard. It is very hard to be a young player in the NWSL to uh, let alone get drafted. There are hundreds of players that register for the draft and there's only 40 some, right? 45 that get picked. Uh, so to be drafted, then to make it to preseason, to make it through preseason and actually like be on the roster and then to get a contract, let alone a three-year contract. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a, a little bit of rebuilding happening in North Carolina. I mean, we've talked about the courage and, and we previewed them for this year, but the fact that they were able to get Wingate Collins, Robbins and Hopkins all on a three-year contract. Um, interesting. I'm excited to see what we see of them this year, but because they're three-year contracts, I'm almost like, right. are we going to see so much of them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's an important note to make um i don't know if people understand or realize how incredibly difficult and how hard it is it is so for draft picks to get in invited into their preseason by their respective club who drafted them and earn a contract out of those preseasons um unless it's been like these sort of uh standout kind of players, whether we saw like Tanner Davidson going number one in, in 2019 or Sophia Smith going to like players who you are ready to welcome into the fold immediately. Um, uh, with those exceptions, it's, inc it's very difficult for players to, to sort of come in and go from college to make that leaving earn a contract straight out. You've only seen it uh, a number of times. And the fact that the courage are Signing several of them, it, it kind of maybe signals that this year, yeah. yeah. Like this is who we're rolling with. Let's 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 go. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to keep an eye on, on all four of those signings in, in the regular season for the courage. Uh former courage player, uh Carson Pickett, uh making it official. There was a trade, right? We we talked about that. Pick Carson Pickett, Abby Ersig to Louisville for Emily Fox, the other way to the courage, but Carson Pickett uh, making it official, the former defender signing a three-year deal with Racing Louisville through 2025. So Racing kind of, you know, making sure that they lock up uh, an experienced player like Pickett for the future. Uh, San Diego Wave also making some announcement as well. We're talking about draft picks who are getting their, uh, you know, their, their new contracts. Uh, Sierra Ng, a, U, a U23 USWNT player also signing with the wave this was a player that they uh, traded up for in the draft so they traded with gotham fc to make sure that they got that number 13 pick and then chose uh sierra with this pick and now getting a contract out of preseason um but you know she's not the only one i believe they also tightened up uh, the goalkeeper position 
mm-hmm. and uh, signing goalkeeper Lauren Brixey as well to the wave. And uh, yeah, shout out to growing up in Chicago and knowing how to pronounce Polish names. <laughs> Because I know people are looking at that like, how do you pronounce it? Say it again for the people in the back. From my understanding, it's Brixie. So, I mean, listen, unless unless uh, Lauren wants to, to, to go ahead and, and correct all of us in, in the space who are going to uh, have to pronounce that last name, um, by all means, please do. But from my understanding, growing up in Chicago, that's how you pronounce those names, Brixie. Uh, so, uh, cool. Congratulations to those two players. Orlando signing Summer Yates mm-hmm. to the roster as well. So, congratulations to everyone earning contracts ahead of the preseason going to be donning some new kits i'm sure the players are excited about that as well and that's called the transition we're going to talk about some kit fashion now folks i know you want to hear our reactions to some of these things and listen we've already seen a few kits uh drop along the way and we've reacted to some of those as well i think one of the earlier ones was was houston dash with their estrella kit and we got to see an updated version of orlando pride's uh luna kit as well they updated Updated the numbering and the lettering on everything. They introduced black shorts, you know, and we we were very, very excited to chat about that. But we've got a couple kids that we want to chat about. And uh, I think it's very cool that both of these clubs kind of announced within the same span of time, because typically these two clubs have had some pretty iconic uh uh, jerseys get get released and we're talking about portland thorns and chicago red stars we're going to start with the thorns because this has been the reaction to this has been a lot let's just say that and it's pretty <laughs> clear that there's two camps you either love it or you don't and uh listen i'm uh i will always uh, be a big fan of the early 2000s so i love this chaotic energy oh, i love the chaotic energy well i have to i listen hear me out I love it in its full presentation. I I kind of love that they presented everything. I love the shorts. Yeah, I like the shorts. Shorts in this, um, and look if if you love Ed Hardy, if you love Von Dutch, if you love you know if you watch Jersey Shore growing up, you love all this stuff. <laughs> you love all of this stuff. I and can't I just, wait to tell Portland that you just compared it to Jersey Shore. I mean, it's true. They can watch this and they, they can see me talking about it. Listen and and look. Look, I I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna show it some love because I I gotta ask you your opinion. What which camp are you in? I don't like it. Oh, I do not like it. It's very. I don't know. So I like the gray. They went with so they they don't have to do an all white kit for their 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 one kit this year. Um, so they went with a little bit of an off gray, and yeah. I really like that gray. Is like one of my favorite colors. So I'm all about that. But I just don't. I don't know. There's so many cool things that you can do with the thorns and roses. And I just think that this like Ed Hardy, like mom tattoo vibe is not (laughs) it for me. Ed Hardy mom tattoo vibe. Right. Don't you think that that it just like on the shoulder, it's kind of hard to see if you're watching us live, but on the shoulder, there should be like a, a mom tattoo, you know, that like like Uh, the hearts and the thorns that then says mom. That's like completely it. I'm look, listen, it's <laughs> I hope I hope everyone who's, who's listening to this does get a chance to watch it uh, on YouTube because we have the imaging up there for everyone uh, rocking Sophia Smith, rocking uh, the, the new kit, the, the new shorts. Uh, I, I like that, too. I like that. They said, listen, if we're going to present this and we're going to unleash this to the world, you're going to get the full 
effect you're going to see it because you know that's the other side of this too i we often hear that sometimes when a, a new kit drops and we hear like oh not too sure if i'm feeling it like really not too sure if like that's cool yeah. but you know what i need to see it on the player i need to see it like in action and maybe i'll change it so listen they said Every single one of these players are gonna they're gonna rock the jersey. They're gonna you're gonna see it on the player. You're even gonna see them in, in the shorts. Um, but there is, I'm not gonna sit here and act like there's not a lot going on. There is. There's, there's a lot going there's on. There's a lot going on. There's there's a lot going on for sure. And I agree. I think the shorts are sick. They are are like a, a thorn color green. Um, and their socks are also awesome. They match the same color gray cream of the jersey um, with like a cute little design in right in the calf. I, I really like them they're very simple but the jersey i just can't no i'm not about it i want to i want to hear from the people if you are down with this jersey i want to see a rose in the chat if you do not like it go ahead and give me hit me with the x in the chat <laughs> Let me let me know. I want to see. I want to hear from the people. You're hearing you're hearing Lisa and I, and give our perspectives of it. I'm just one of these things where it's just like, is 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 the concept of this jersey so bold that I just have to continue? That I just have to respect it. I cannot hate upon it. <laughs> like that's sort of where I'm like in the camp on it. You know, in this where I'm just kind of like, oh, do I? Is this something that I would? Wear myself, you know. I don't. I don't know. God, you could not catch me in this. I won't wear this. (laughs) No, don't be honest. And and like, I I'm also like okay with the experiment of it. Like that's the other side I'm in. So like, no, I don't like this personally. Like I would not design this, and I wouldn't pick this. However, I think that like there is a there's a time and a place to explore. And like, you have a kit for one year, like you don't have to use it ever again. It's one season, like, and hopefully in in the NWSL, there are a hundred more seasons of this league and a hundred more seasons of Portland Thorns. So like, why not give it a try and go for something? Um, But yeah, no. All right. I want you to say one nice thing about this. Is there any I told you I like the cream. I like the gray. I like the shorts and I like the socks. (laughs) <laughs> I like the shorts and I like the socks. I, I like uh, I'm gonna say that I like the uh like the Roman numeral. Style. Uh, that's pretty cool. Like I, I appreciate that. That's the that's the uh that's the part that, that I like. Uh what do we have in the chat? Do we have more roses or do we have more X's? Um we got a lot of roses. Okay. Okay, team roses. team roses over here. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Let's, uh, let's pivot. Let's talk <laughs> about another jersey that dropped really just this morning, shortly before we really went live. Let's talk about the Chicago Red Stars and their new foundation kit. And uh, you already know where I'm coming at from this. I think these are an absolute win. These are the uh, I love, I love the new kits. I like that they're still staying with a, a black kit. Um, I like that they have their typical mm-hmm. Chicago red stars, the iconic red stars of the Chicago flag. Um, still very vibrant and very visible on the kit. Um, and I love that they're sort of a secondary kind of star based on uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. that they always run with a theme. Uh, I do too. I do too. I love I love a good theme. The foundation they Chicago put out to now in the action of establishing an institution or organization on a permanent basis. Um, they literally just put the the definition of it in their announcement of this. And frankly, I appreciate that. 
I like this kit a lot. I like this kit a lot. It's similar to, uh, I mean, like the black, right, is similar. There's not too many changes. They went away with, like, the, the designs on the, sh- the arms and the shoulders right. um, and then went with a little more in, like, the base and the body of the jersey. But I do like it. And I like how they put it out there, right, of the yeah. players, like, in their street clothes with the jersey. Yeah, I uh, I also like, I'll get more information on this uh, for, for everyone, but I, I love the the background and sort of the, the, I'm not sure if this is Union Station or I'll get a... I'll yeah, get a where are they, Sandra? Give I'm, us a- I'm just looking at the photos right now. They haven't, you know, I'm attending a, a media day and we'll we'll find out uh, some more, but I like, I like the imaging. I, I like how they have them rocking the jersey, but they also allow players to just sort of be themselves and like wear their own kind of clothing within it. I think that's also very important too. Like when we're talking about kit fashion, right? I think that's also the other component. It's like, would you wear this yourself? Like is this something that you would wear out like on a like a casual like social night out with like your friends or even like a very casual date? I that's what I'm gonna ask you. That's my question to you, Lisa. Would yeah. you wear this on a casual bar night out with, with Jimmy, your fiance? Shout out to my boy, Jimmy. Um, yeah, actually, I think I would. With like jeans okay. and like um, some cute like Vejas, like shoes, like a little sneaker okay. action. I honestly like how if you're joining us live, Mallory Swanson, she wore it with like some other pants. Yeah. I'm all about that as well. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. like if we're going to a sports bar and like watching games. Yes, totally. Yeah, I love um I love it. I think I think it's going <laughs> I think it's going to be a hit, but unfortunately uh in within the announcement of this jersey it says that the jerseys will actually not be available for immediate purchase mm-hmm. and the exact date is going to be determined at a later point this season, but they are offering a pre uh sale for this kit and I love that they announced it um you know, like I said, with a theme, this is something that the the Red Stars have typically done um, with their with their jersey releases. And I love with the foundation kit. Uh, they're saying that it's gonna the stars represent the bedrock of the foundational framework being laid as we prepare to enter a new chapter for the club. So um, very cool and uh, excited to to see it in action on the players and um, uh, get their their opinions and their reactions to to the kit as well. I remember last year with the skyscraper kit, they were yeah. all really really jazzed about that too. So excited to see how they uh, their opinions on this one. So we'll we'll see. Love to have new kits for a season to chat about and get opinions about. Uh, listen, if you love the uh, Chicago Red Stars kit, make sure you put a star in the chat for me because you know I love those kits. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about some friendlies because it's still technically preseason and we are still hearing about some scrimmages. We're still hearing about some friendlies that are taking place, and of course we wanted to take the time to chat about Angel. City versus Club America. Alyssa Thompson scoring her first ever Angel City goal in this friendly against Club America. Love it. Love it. Love it. Look, it's preseason. Club America is in season and in form, but on some travel, they definitely have been playing some of these scrimmages against other NWSL sides. I think there are going to be some folks that are going to be like, well, look how much space was given. Look how stretched out that back line was. But look, we're not going to take anything away from that. It was a beautiful goal. It was lovely to see from Alyssa Thompson. Fearless. Fearless on the turn, taking on defenders head on and uh, scoring that opening goal. And I know Fans who were there in the stadium are probably really, really excited for what's to come for this player. Oh, my gosh. This was amazing. And and opening five minutes of this match, we get an Alyssa Thompson goal. And not just like, oh, wow, like, 
it was a cross into the box and there's a lot of bodies there and she got onto it. No, this was an amazing goal. She picks up the ball like in the center circle and she's probably got four defenders between her and the goal and an entire half of the field. And she turns on the jets that it was really impressive. I mean, we, I've seen Alyssa Thompson play um, with next pro and, and with like her U 17 team. And I've seen clips of her there. Um, But sometimes it's really hard to see how that translates to the professional game to NWSL when you're going up against players that are, 10 years older than you in their prime in, in the best in, in the world, right? That's who she's competing with and against and to see how she compares and this opening 10 minutes of the game, like it did not take long at all for Alyssa Thompson to adjust um, to just literally the ease at which Alyssa Thompson ran past four club America defenders and then scored this goal. She also, if you go back and watch this highlight, this is the coolest thing, how close she gets to the goalkeeper that that is so rare because um, a a goalkeeper, when they go to make that save in the dive, they fully extend themselves. So their entire, entire body length is like horizontal on the ground. So the fact that she gets so close and then can take that touch so wide um, and still get to the ball, she never loses control of it. I mean, it was, it was really fun to watch. I'm excited for this player. Sometimes it's hard to judge how a draft pick, especially a high schooler that's talking about going to prom, she took an English text earlier that morning or something, yeah. how they're going to adjust to the game. And I think that this was pretty impressive to watch Thompson on this play and, and throughout this little friendly against Club America. Absolutely. More preseason matches like this to get to, to get looks at, at players ahead of the regular season. That's a wrap for some NWSL news and our reactions to the league in this first half of the episode. But stick with us after a quick break. We're going to chat about some more news. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, we are back, and we're going to chat a little bit about women's super league. Let's talk about FAWSL. We want to start by chatting about Sam Kerr because if you don't know, you need to know and you're late. I hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. Sam Kerr, the phenomenal Sam Kerr, women's super league player of the year at the London Football Awards. Congrats to her. Massive for a player like Sam Kerr. I don't think this is big surprise for anyone. I mean, not for me, uh, but it's really exciting to have her be awarded and honored with it. It's so, so, so well-deserved. Um, 
for a player like Kerr. Um, honestly, I like this and what she's done, not only internationally, because this is the the London Awards, but with Chelsea, um, with this team. Um, and this all kind of happening the same weekend, Women's Super League gets to play um, against United and they end up taking the win on a goal from Sam Kerr, take the top of the table in the in the Super League. Um, but yeah, it's it's there's a lot of competition in the Super League for this player of the year, right? When you look at some of the teammates Sam Kerr has, and and then you look at someone like a Bunny Shaw, who is breaking records left, right, and center for City as well. I'm uh, I'm thrilled with the the news of Sam Kerr picking up another accolade. Like, listen, we're coming off of uh, a FIFA best, right? And we're, we chatted a bit about um, – the players who were finalists, we chatted a bit about um, players who weren't finalists. Sam Kerr was one of those players. Uh, we had a little bit of fun about, you know, when it comes to the top three for the finalists, who do you rotate out to, to pull in? But, you know, I think Sam Kerr makes a pretty strong case and strong argument for herself on, on the pitch. So cool to see her get the uh, WSL player of the year at the London football awards right off of that victory. Cause in the last time, in the last episode, when we were chatting about women's super league, we we're talking about how it's getting to this phase of this stretch of the season where everything is getting so tight, kind of at that top of the table where right. Maybe right one through three, but even one through four. Um, and so to have that kind of, even though it's a narrow win, it's a huge win. It's almost like one of those kind of six point swing type of games uh, when you sort of take down a, another team that is also vying for, for top place in the standings. Um, so congrats to her. Congrats to Bunny Shaw who just keeps like scoring at a ridiculous, yeah, I know. ridiculous rate in the women's super league, uh, breaking Man City's highest scoring player in a single season. Shout out to Bunny Shaw. Shout out to Jamaica's reggae girl. Shout out to, you know, CONCACAF. We love to see it. We love to chat about it. And um, the season's not over. So the fact that she's already, you know, set a record in a single season and that there's still more, like, in front of this player, it's a little scary. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, what that final number is actually going to be for for Bunny Shaw. So we'll, we'll see. Got to keep an eye on that. But there's also some changes happening in, in the league. We got to chat a little bit about Tottenham. And uh, I remember when we were doing a preview on this, we thought, you know, maybe Tottenham's going to be one of these teams that can uh, be one of those any given Sunday kind of teams. Maybe kind of surprise you. Maybe stay healthy, middle of the table. Been tough. For Spurs fans out there, they recently announced that they have sacked manager Rian Skinner. Nine losses in a row. Hard to come back from that, I think. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's it was a tough season for Skinner, for, for Tottenham. Um, they're only a couple points off the bottom of the table, a couple points away from relegation. Yes. And that's something that, as a club, as owners, you really have to look at that. Um, this uh, Skinner took over Tottenham in November of 2022. And she formally before that was the English assistant coach uh, for the national team. And since 2022 coming into to Tottenham, I mean, when she took over Tottenham, they were only like two, three points off the bottom of the table at that point anyway. But the fact that Skinner wasn't really able to turn anything around this year, wasn't able to generate any wins. I mean, nine Super League losses in a row is 
that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So uh, they end up saying that we're going to get rid of Rand Skinner. Uh, she's going to depart from the club. Um, it, it's it's rough after since 2020, since she was involved in, and as head manager of this club. Um, yeah. They're 10th in the table, right? Two points from the bottom at this yeah. point. It's not great. It's not looking good. No, it's not great. But I, I think maybe if you're looking for a silver lining in this, like there's still a – a certain stretch of the season where perhaps you could continue to try and, and string together some respectable performances, get results, you know, points wherever you can get them and continue to try to start off something like relegation. Um, not where we thought we were going to see this team at this point in, in the season. Uh, again, we, we were like, Oh yeah, there'll be like a healthy middle of the pack kind of table, even at one point saying like, maybe they'll contend for fifth, you know? No, that is, that has not been the case. 11 losses, but nine in a row is just like really, really, I have to imagine mentally that's a, that's a drain on, um, on the players, you know, trying to sort of slug through uh, an ongoing uh, season and um, trying to make signings where they can or trying to make decisions where they can to, to better the team moving forward. And you have to anticipate that this maybe at this point, when you have as many losses as you have as many nine in a row at that point, perhaps the writing is on, on the wall. Like what's, what's the move that you make to try to either save your season or wake up this season. And it's, sort of, you know, kind of starts and ends a lot of times with with the coach. I mean, yeah, it, it does. And they've already got an interim, Vicky Jepson, um, and it, Tottenham has a match today yeah. against Leicester. So there was a bit of media availability with yeah. Jepson, um, basically just saying how it's been difficult and emotional and, and watching Skinner leave the building. Um, she, she put a good foundation down there. I mean, it's, I think it's also a little bit tricky because I, from my understanding, there's no hard feelings right. between what this coach did it's more just like hey you couldn't string wins together you're not helping this team uh improve and, and get better we need just a shake up at this point it yeah. is um uh, lucy in our chat joining us live on youtube she's always got great insights this is exactly what i thought too lucy that it, it's very similar to what we saw in new jersey new york Gotham. yes Yes, last year, um, where they had Scott Parkinson as as their new head coach. And it was nothing really that Scott Parkinson did. It's more so that he just couldn't generate wins. He couldn't get the team on the same page. And, and once you lose the locker room at that point, the club has to do something to shake things up. And that's when they brought in Hugh Menzies for Gotham last year. I think it's it's almost very similar vibes. Um, I, think that, I, think, I don't think that's unfair. I actually think that's no. a good way to put it. Shout out to Lucy for saying that it's Gotham-esque. I mean... It really kind of is. I think when you sort of lay it out, even going into the year prior, I mean, that's that's sort of why we were high on Tottenham as, as much as we were. I mean, they closed out their previous season in fifth and you have to anticipate that maybe there's added motivation there to get continue to get better. Maybe, you know, punch your way, bully your way into that, you know, top four, or even top three. But it just didn't it just didn't happen this year. And, and now they're starving off you know we, we keep saying this keep trying to fight off relegation i mean they've got that match later on today and it's it almost sort of feels like a bit of a wooden spoon um you know kind of thing you've got number uh 10 you know versus number 12 at this point um so we'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens next for uh for Tottenham. is this is this the move that maybe you know kind of propels them to, like I said, kind of fight for those points and, and kind of make sure that they stay away from, uh, 
from from uh, from relegation. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll probably have another update sooner. <laughs> there are ten right now. They've only yeah. got Brighton below them, and then Leicester, who they actually play today at three o'clock yeah. Eastern. Um, Tottenham with nine points, and Leicester with seven. Of course, Brighton at eleventh place. They've got eight points, so really two points off the bottom. It's it's tough. it's wild to think that's what I'm saying. That's why I keep referring it to a wooden spoon. If they could pick up a tie against Leicester <laughs> today, that would be better. Don't lose. Like that's the energy just right now. And it's like all eleven or all like eleven players just stand in front of the goal. You know, don't let any goals in. <laughs> it's just like it's just like wild to think about. It's just and and it's like this. It's something like this shouldn't feel like a must win. You know, when you're looking at the table of those things, but it's just, it just sort of kind of has that a little mm-hmm. bit of that feeling. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll we'll see. Unless you're a, a Leicester City fan, maybe you're <laughs> going the maybe you're going the other way for that one. But uh, let's stay. Let's stay with on the international side of things. We will have an update for France and their women's national team on Thursday, March the 9th. It was official. Uh, manager Karin Diakert had been fired by the French Football Federation. This is the final piece, I guess, to this ongoing puzzle. Uh, there were multiple players who had refused to play uh, during her time as management. Uh, we chatted a bit about the rumor of her Renard possibly uh, replacing Diakre as head coach. Um, but ultimately, the termination came uh, via recommendation of an executive committee. There, After a number of players, mainly Wendy Renard, making a public statement that they can no longer play under these, these conditions in the culture of the team culture at this moment. Um, it really kind of escalated some things. Uh, they asked the players to hold off at any major decisions that they wanted to have ongoing conversations and try to find a resolution. And there were meetings that were held or obviously we chatted about the, the, the rumors, but now there is an official, uh, termination, and we'll see what happens next in terms of who's going to lead this team uh, into the World Cup. We're just what four months out at this point. Very soon, very soon. But I think the way that the FFF handled this situation, um, all things considered, pretty good. Like, I mean, obviously, it's bad that they let it get to this point. Yeah. That, like, right? There's so many things that went wrong, but the fact that they had some star players, Wendy Bernard being one of them, that the star defender of. Yeah the world essentially um, saying that I'm not going to play under this coach. If that's how it's going to happen. I think that was a bit of a wake up call that uh, the France football federation needed to hear. And then they were kind of like, okay, we're, we got to fire this coach because there was a lot of like statements being made before this firing actually happened with Corinne Diacre saying like, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm staying with this club or with this nation um, and with this team. And then the FFF being like, yeah, we control this. No, you're, yeah, <laughs> I was like, bold, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. When I saw that statement, I was, in. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop making statements. Whoever her PR team is, like, <laughs> you got to go. Because that was like the worst thing to say. Because within like hours, I'm telling you, an hour, two hours, three hours, FFF was like, yeah, you're fired. Goodbye. Um, but with all of that news, uh, Wendy Renard has has reopened the door to playing for France for the, the World Cup. She basically came out and made a statement and said, hey, now that uh, Diacre isn't the manager anymore. I'm, I'm, I would like to come back. I'm willing to do that. If I get an invitation and a call up to the national team, um, yeah. I will show up at camp and I will be there. Uh, this just comes right like a month after Renard was like, I mental health reasons. There's a lot of different reasons, but she's not going to represent France. And now changes are made like this. I think 
that's it's good for French fans, right? If you're, it's good for Amer- like football fans in general, just world football fans, because I want to see Wendy Renard play at the World Cup. Um, yeah, you me both. Listen, I'm with you in that. It's unfortunate that I had to get to this point, um, especially when there were just already like signs, like those red flags were kind of just already there, and yet. Um, this coach has been with the team since 2017. They, ex- they extended her contract, you know, the Federation just really saying like, yeah, this is going to be the coach because that's, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how your comfortability or how you, you feel about it. And that's really, really unfortunate to see and to know and to hear that that ultimately was the case. Um, but perhaps this, like we just talked about Tottenham a little bit, maybe this is the thing that, um, kind of reinvigorates the the team moving forward um, in light of a World Cup. Because I think if you're any team heading to this World Cup and you're ranked within the top 10 of those teams, any of those top uh, 10 ranked national teams can go ahead and uh, have the better of another top ranked team on any day. So I think if you're France, you want to – very quickly try to turn the page on this and, and, and turn the focus back on, on preparation for the world cup. So just one of of many teams that we're trying to keep, keep an eye on, but these are the most updates that we have right now for France. I know uh, folks are are still watching what's happening with, with Canada soccer and their national team with Spain and then their national team, Uh, not a ton of updates as of right now for, for those two teams, but when they, when they drop, absolutely. We're going to chat about them. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break because we want to chat about Something very cool to close out the episode. So stick with us. We'll be back after a quick break. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. We want to chat about... FIFA 23 rankings. That's what we want to chat about. Listen, we have been talking about the introduction of NWSL and UWCL teams into FIFA 23. It's been an exciting time. Unfortunately, there's already been a little bit of setback. We thought by today, (laughs) we thought by today we would have the official update for the game and that you could go out there and start playing as your favorite team. Uh, You know, Score a dozen goals with Tierna Davidson, which is my dream, but got to put that on hold in a way. It looks like the update is actually going to be on March 23rd now. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, there has been an announcement of the official FIFA 23 rankings. So what's a ranking? It's a player ranking. It's a number attached to a player that I think could be perceived as their their awesomeness number in, in the game. Listen, these are always we love to to chat about things like this because people always have thoughts and opinions. And of course, we're gonna talk about ours. Let's talk about the top ten rated players for the game. Let's start uh, from the bottom and we'll work our way up here. We've got uh, Vivian Mirama 
with Netherlands and Arsenal rated at 88. We've got Kiratu Diani with France and PSG with 88. We've got Tabinha, Brazil, and Kansas City Current at number 88. Now we're moving into 89. Marie Antoinette Cototo with 89. Beth Mead with England and Arsenal, 89. Lucy Bronze, England and Barcelona, 89. And now we've got three players rated at 90. Out of Hedgeberg with Norway and Lyon. Number 90, Wendy Renard with France and Leon at number 90. And we've got Alex Morgan repping USA and San Diego Wave FC at 90. And only one player breaking the mold at 91 with Sam Kerr repping Australia and Chelsea. You love to see it. Agree? Disagree? How do you feel about some of these ratings, Lisa? Uh, so I'm going to be fully honest here. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I know it's my job to have an opinion and come on here. I just like I'm still trying to get into the FIFA game of All like right. understanding it. I think that I mean Sam Kerr, right? We we talked about her uh, a segment ago, winning Women's Super League Player of the Year, second year in a row. I mean, yeah, she's a superstar. I think that she should be the the top ranked player on this. Um, the fact that Alex Morgan is number two at 90. And I think like Alex Morgan, Wendy Renard, Ada Hedgeberg, they're all 90. So like, can those fluctuate between like two and four? Are they all kind of tied for second at that point? Um, I, I think that, yeah, like that's a little tricky for me. I think honestly, like the fact that we are at 91 to 88, like the the differences between these players might be a little bit bigger than what we're seeing there, right? Like Wendy Renard, she's won the Ballon d'Or 2018. Like, I don't know. That's that's one thing that I'm like, okay, well, what's happening here? What about you, Sandra? When you look at these, do you like these rankings? Are they good? Like, what do you think about this? Do I like them? Are they accurate? Like are they them. accurate? I think, look, I think some of them are actually pretty accurate. I think if you're going off of recent form, I think you've got... Alex Morgan, you know, rated up there. I think you have Sam Kerr as, as the top player on there. I I want to see – I wanted to see uh, Mal Pugh and Sophia Smith uh, rated just a little bit higher. They're narrowly missing out, like, on the top ten with, like, 87, you know. So um, the lowest uh, ranking is looks like 88, you know, with some of these players. But um, – I think it also it also comes down to like individual like ratings as well. Like there's the other part that's come out but amongst all this is that we're seeing the reaction of players to not only their like game profile but like their ratings as well. I love that the Thorns did a content segment with Sophia Smith, and I love that it was her reaction to to not only her overall rating but her individual ratings as well. She definitely looked at her defensive rating and was like, okay, so yes agree uh my defense can perhaps be a little bit better uh so very cool to sort of see and that i would like to see more clubs uh put that out more of that please i think uh, midge first did it too with gotham she's yeah. one that also put it out um yeah like it's, i think sophia smith talked about her passing 78 um defense 46 um which yeah her her defending could be a little <laughs> bit better um shooting was 84 which is something that she was like I wish my shooting was higher yeah. um, I thought it was very interesting and when we look at Sam Kerr being 91 overall um and you break down like some of her skills that she has her shooting um like her heading 91, her shot yeah. power 91, her finishing 93. Like she's got really, really high individual yeah. 
um, skills. Her her dribbling ninety, her ball control ninety two. Defense. Um, yeah. What's the defense? Um, slide tackle thirty five, standing tackle thirty nine. Eek. You said a little bit. It's, it's funny to see that for the for the forwards, for the strikers. You know, it's like those numbers are going to be low, but those other numbers, those offensive and attacking numbers, are just yeah. so high. Uh, Whereas like passing, passing accuracy for someone like um, a Becky Sauerbrunn is going to be much higher because uh, yeah. yeah, she's a center. Maybe that's another one too, like uh, Naomi Gurma. Like maybe we want to see her rated a little bit higher and see what's what's going on there but uh we'll see we'll see when the update comes at these i have a i have a stupid question that i'm gonna yeah. ask you are traditionally in the fifa game are strikers ratings higher than defenders or goalkeepers say just based on uh the points that they can like because they score goals no i've seen i've okay. seen defensive players you know ranked in the high 80s um okay you know, I mean, it's not it's not impossible. You know, it's just it's, it's, an, it's a bigger question for how um, how the world for how they put together. Yeah, it's a, it's a bigger question for how they put together uh, the actual the actual ratings them, themselves, you know. But and, think- and really, it's how the world like no one everyone's favorite player. Right. is like Sam Kerr or Ronaldo yeah. or Messi. Right. Those are game changers yeah. that are going to score goals and contribute. No one's. Yeah, I think any, I think like 89 and up is like the golden kind of card, kind of okay. golden card kind of player. And and the fact that like a Wendy Renard is like rated in 90, you know, as, as a center back, you know, we've got Lucy Bronze as an outside back at 89. Like it's not it, I don't think it's super I don't think it's super uncommon, but I don't think it's like typical either. Um, so I like that there's a little bit of differentiation in terms, you know, positionally. For, for the ratings in this one. That's kind of cool. We had some fun with a, with a FIFA 23 best 11 as well. Um, let's take a look at that. It was cool to see that. Alyssa Nair, in, uh, a goalkeeper at 85. Carson Pickett at 83. Sauer at 86. Alana Cook at 82. And Sofia Huerta at 82, kind of rounding out the defense. Desiree Scott in the middle with uh, an 84 rating. Rose Lavelle with 87. Dabinia at 88. Mal Swanson at 87. Alex Morgan at 90. And Sophia Smith at 87 as well. It's a pretty good 11 there. Uh, yeah, this is a, a very good 11. I think it's interesting um, to look at this, and, and obviously this is like within the NWSL, but then like to look at national team-wise, like when you look at the United States national team, like you look at that back line, like – Pickett has not been called in most recently. Like Fox isn't on there. Like I think that's just a little bit interesting. That's one thing that I I noticed and picked out. Um, okay. Of course, you got Desiree Scott in that defensive six role, who's um, dealing with a bit of an injury, so we won't see her at the start of the the season for KC or Canada at this point. But um, I, I like these rankings. I I like this. I mean, think if this was like an all star team. Um, <sighs> That's a whole other episode, Lisa. We'll I know, I know. Game and our wants and hopes and dreams for an all-star <laughs> game. And we've already gone. And we've already gone too long, pal. I know, I know. We'll, we'll talk long. about all-star game. Another thing. I, I think it's interesting that a Gurma is not listed on here. Yeah, so I would put a uh, Naomi Gurma over and Alana Cook in that center yeah. back position. I, I have done that for the national team. Um, yeah. Just, in, I mean, she won Defender of the Year. She won it's that's one that I think is mistaken. Um, and she's already played a season in the NWSL. So like FIFA had the stats for that one. That's, that's a bone I would pick. Um, but otherwise I think I, I'm glad that Swanson's up there. Smith uh, Morgan, is there anyone else that you would have liked to see on this best 11? 
Yeah, I'm with you on Gurma. Look, I'm always looking at the, at the defense. I'm with you on Gurma. I'm with you even on Fox. Maybe we would slot them in. Um, listen, I'm a I'm a big big fan of a, of a listener. I think maybe you can make an argument for someone like a Kaylin Sheridan yeah. in the, in the mix uh, of that one. I'm I'm curious about this middle, this sort of this this kind of pure defensive number six role that they've got. They're giving it to, to Desiree Scott. I'm I'm wondering if. Maybe you look across the league or look a little bit deeper. You know, do you do you put uh, an Andy Sullivan in there? Do you yeah. put uh, Dan, a Daniel Colaprico in there as well? Um, I think you can make a number of these. I'm surprised they didn't do like a second 11, honestly, you know, and sort of see yeah. that as well. But we'll see. Let us know. Uh, we're talking about other episodes. Maybe we can yeah. do a second 11. You know? we, can do whatever, we can do whatever we want. We'll do a second 11. Let us know who you want to see in your second <laughs> 11 uh, because that's all we've got for you today wow. thank you all so much uh for joining us on today's episode of attacking third make sure you download follow and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you can watch us too. subscribe to us on youtube to get alerts for whenever we go live don't forget to fill out your march madness bracket your your women's bracket with attacking third um cbs sports app do it sign up app. there's also if you're if you're not too into college basketball but you're looking to maybe get a little bit more educated eye on college basketball cbs sports podcast is fantastic gary parish matt norlander um matt norlander also has marquette going to the final four so you can totally listen to that podcast and, and learn a lot but do the podcast link in the description for this youtube and for the podcast um Join our attack the third women's bracket. Play along with us, y'all. Play along with us. We'll be back with so much more. Make sure uh, you stick around for all the content that we've got coming your way. For Sandra Rita and Lisa Roman, this was the second thing. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.